Today, we are talking with Greg Campbell-Cohen, the Managing Officer at Timber, to see what he and this community advocacy and research organization is paying attention to in Troy at this time. Greg, welcome Welcome back to the Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thanks for having me back. I'm wondering what is Timber focusing on these days related to the new administration, environment, our lead pipe problem, policing, or beyond? I would say we're focusing mostly on what we were focusing on under the last administration and seeing how we can make progress under um, sort of new conditions. The top priority until we get it done is going to be replacing all of the lead service lines in the city of Troy. Mayor Madden committed to replacing 100% of the lead service lines at no direct cost to residents. And Mayor Mantello on the campaign trail promised the same, but in four years. And in order to do that, the city of Troy is going to need to replace about 10 times as many pipes over the next four years as they did last year. And so figuring out what needs to happen to make that possible is um, really at top of mind. In your work on that, could you elaborate how how you engage on that? Like, uh, it seems like a lofty goal for the administration, but what what's Timber's part in, in holding the administration to that promise? Well, it is definitely an ambitious goal it's not unachievable um and if you look at like the city of newark in new jersey for instance a order of magnitude larger project that that was accomplished i believe in three years so it's definitely possible but some things need to change in order to make it happen even within the realm of what's possible there are things that are um better than others and more cost efficient than others and so part of that is going to be engaging directly with city staff, potentially the mayor, definitely in the coming months, we'll be trying to have those discussions with the administration directly. And we always talk with city staff. You have posted in your newsletter about the hearing on environmental conservation. Uh, what was this? And you did say that it did not appear that the city of Troy had submitted comments for the February 6th local hearing. I was just curious if you could elaborate on what that means. So so every year after the governor in New York State uh, releases the executive budget, there are a series of joint hearings in the legislature on a variety of topics, sort of picking apart different proposals in the budget or proposals that people had wished they had seen in the budget and related legislative or administrative actions to make those components of the budget workable. Originally, Timber had submitted t testimony to the local government's hearing, um, but were too weird. <laughs> and so they uh, uh, moved us over to environmental conservation, which it's an unusual thing to want to be in local governments and to get your second pick as environmental conservation. And so uh, we went in with uh, four major asks, the two biggest ones by far. One was that in the governor's executive budget proposal, she cut the cut the investment in clean water infrastructure funding from 500 million, which uh, has been the amount every year since 2019 
down to 250 million at a time when that's not only politically, but operationally probably not possible to make work. And so restoring that funding and also adding $100 million specifically for lead service line replacement was our number one ask. Our second one, and, and this relates back to how, how we engage with the state on local issues, there's an outstanding concern that is definitely resolvable, that is nonetheless a huge obstacle to lead service line replacement, which is just sort of a legal misunderstanding on the part of a lot of cities about whether cities can bond to replace both the public and private half of a lead service line. There's really no ambiguity about the public side. On the private side, there's a clause in the in the New York State Constitution that prohibits city, cities from giving gifts or loans to benefit private individuals or entities. It's not prohibited to benefit private individuals or entities if their benefit is incidental to the goal at hand. And so in this instance, if if the goal at hand is really to prevent childhood lead poisoning, if someone's lead pipe gets replaced in that like has some marginal impact on their property value, you didn't do it to improve their property value. You did it to address the jet, the lead pipe problem. There's a whole bunch of case law in New York State to support that this is completely fine. But it is for some cities a legitimate concern that that if they were to bond they would get sued and whether they win or not, you know, it would be a, a huge administrative burden just sorting out this question that um, even though in principle it's resolved, like specific to lead pipes, it hasn't been tested. So you went and you presented these concerns, these questions related to the having of the budget, asking for more for lead pipe replacement. The, the justification for the private versus the public. What what comes of this? What came of this? We've been encouraged to get a, a couple emails from legislative offices asking for like more information on what we're seeing on the ground. And and that's that's really what we're trying to do here is connect the dots and like um, smooth over the disconnects where something can be very clear at the local level and not so clear at the state level and vice versa. And and a lot of times people are working with incomplete information and making assumptions about the intentions of other people when sometimes that is true, but more often there are just like these huge information gaps. And so bridging that, this is what we're seeing at the local level. We wanna tell you at the state level how, how, this is, how this is actually playing out and what small things you could do to really change the game. That's where we're trying to focus our energy at the moment. In that, in that sort of bridging, you also have launched a new program that attempts to engage everyday people. Uh, I'm curious about your program, uh, adopt a foia uh, What is this program and why did you decide to start it? FOIL is a shorthand for Freedom of Information Law. In New York State, at the federal level, it's Freedom of Information Act, so FOIA. It's a really important way for citizens to get more information than what people necessarily want to present to you. In fact, it's the only way to get information, absent something like surreptitious. And so it's a really, really important skill to develop. It's also something where all of 
the actors need to be acting in good faith um, for it to really work as intended. We have seen with some of the departments and agencies that we work with, our first instinct is never to escalate immediately. But after months and for some for some agencies over a year of really being patient and really trying to th- see things from their perspective, it's become clear to us that we need to apply a little bit more pressure. That's what the Adopt-A-Foil program is really intended to address, is sort of a secret shoppers type situation where folks won't know which foils are coming from timber and which ones aren't. We'll be tracking them and publishing scorecards of the agencies that we're monitoring to see what percentage of foils are answered. What percentage of these foils are being answered in good faith? A small portion of what we submit will be things that we know what they have and just see what we get back. And others will be, you know, genuine asks. Our feeling is that based on conversations we've had with a lot of people in the community, we are not alone in um, getting the cold shoulder on a lot of like routine, uncontroversial foils. Great. And if people want to get involved in this Adopt-A-Foil program, do they reach out to you or what's the process for engaging? Reaching out to me is perfect. Uh, Greg at TimberCorp.org. Beautiful. I just wanted to give you the last word. Is there any topic that you're paying attention to that we haven't touched on today that is important for our audience at the Hudson Mohawk Magazine to know about? I didn't make a big show of it, but in the January 31st Community Digest, we did publish an entire administrative order from the EPA relating to uh, lead service line replacement program in Troy that we strongly encourage people to give a read to, to get a better sense of the scale of what the problem is in Troy. In like one sort of log line or thesis statement, what's your takeaway from that? My takeaway from it is that the crisis as it exists today was entirely preventable. Greg Campbell Cohen, thanks for joining us on the Hudson Mohawk Magazine. You got it.